You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 101. And today, ladies, we are diving into what is the difference between having a bacterial infection and having a virus. I thought since we are on the verge of moving into the flu season on top of COVID, I thought I would give you a podcast to help you differentiate the symptoms between a bacterial infection and a viral infection and what you can do for each of them. And then I'm talking to you about a lot of other good stuff that you can do to help boost your immune system. So it's kind of like an extra immune boosting podcast as well on top of some other great knowledge. So again, I wanted to say thank you so much for the people that gave us a rating and review. If you could please continue to do that. I'm holding open the, um, the doors for the contest until next, the end of this week. So if you haven't, please take a moment, go over to iTunes, give us an overall podcast rating and review to get your name entered into the drawing to win two. I'm giving away two $25 Amazon gift cards. So I would love it if you would just take a moment and go over there and give us a rating review. That really helps us. It would really help us too if you share the podcast with your girlfriends because word of mouth is the best advertising there is. So come on, let's go and learn all about what is the difference between a bacterial infection and a viral infection. And what can we do to help us boost our immune system even more as we head into that season amidst COVID. Welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad. I'm a certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and now new proud Nana. And I'm on a global mission to disrupt the women's health education space by showing women how to be their healthiest self by teaching them how to be their number one self-care advocate. I believe that true transformation only happens when we come together as a collective group of women who are like-minded, who are curious and want to learn about our health as it pertains to us being women. So how do we do that? We do it one healthy conversation at a time. So let's dive in. Well, hey there, ladies, and welcome back to another episode. So before we start today's episode, I just want to do a few house cleaning items just to get you up to speed. As most of you notice, I wasn't um, here last week. We didn't have a podcast last week. And I apologize for that to a certain extent, because, you know, the reason that I don't always come to you with a podcast every single week, even though I really do try to do it, is because sometimes, you know, life just gets away from me, as I'm sure it gets away from you. You know, I'm busy. I'm a, I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I take care of my mom on the other end. So I'm kind of in that sandwich generation, you know, and I'm working and I'm running an online business. So sometimes weeks, and I hate to say it, but even months sometimes just get away from me. Like we're at the end of October and I'm thinking, oh, holy moly, how did this entire month go by so fast? But it does because, you know, we're busy doing life, all of us. So I hope that you can understand and that you'll forgive me for that. So because I didn't do a podcast last week, I'm keeping open your chance to win two $25 Amazon gift cards um, in celebration of our 100th episode that we did two weeks ago. So all you have to do is go over to iTunes or, you know, iTunes is where I can read them and leave us a rating and review. And if you do it between, it was, I had it out, it was from October 14th. It will now be through this whole week, all the way into the first week. And I will make the announcements on next week's podcast. So I have several um, reviews there already. 
but we could always use more. And hey, you know, it's a chance for you to win a free $25 Amazon gift card that will be emailed to you. So if you, the winner will be announced on the podcast and I'm going to use your handle that you left the message with. And then I will put it on the next week's podcast, like I said, and hopefully you'll hear your handle, you'll know who you are, and then you can either direct message me on Facebook, you can direct message me over on Instagram and let me know who you are, because um, I'll need your email address so that I can email you that gift certificate. Okay? So, wow, it's been a crazy week and the weather's finally, finally really nice here in Southern Cal. It's actually kind of cool. It actually rained a little bit um, yesterday, you know, and would luck would have it that, you know, my husband washed our cars. <laughs> and as soon as he washed our cars, we had this light sprinkle. So, you know, always happens. Never fails when I wash my car. Rain happens like a few days sometime later. So anyways, since we are heading into the flu season, okay, on top of COVID, and I know we've been talking so much about boosting the immune system. So I wanted to kind of take a little different spin on today's episode and talk to you about the difference between a bacterial infection and a viral infection so that you can kind of understand that, you know, in layman's terms. And I hope to not get too technical with you um, on the scientific jargon. So I'm trying to, I'll try to tone it down here so that you can understand it and you know, kind of like what the differences are and how they're treated and when you should go see somebody and what are some of the things that you can do, you know, for yourself over the counter. And then I'm going to talk to you also about like some good supplements that you can take for that. And then how can you know that you have a weakened immunity? And then also how can you keep your immune system, you know, strong and do it in a pinch? Because like I said, this season is going to be so vastly different for us because not only are we going to have, you know, bacterial infections, but we're going to have viruses like the flu and we're going to have it, you know, on conjunction with going into with continuing with COVID. So it's going to be a joy for us medical people, you know, who have to kind of try to figure out what does somebody have? So it's crazy. Yeah. But my office just, you know, we're going to be doing rapid, um, flu testing. We're going to be doing rapid COVID testing out in the parking lot at our office, um, with appointments only that is, but you know, so that way we can kind of tell what's going on and, you know, and help people a little bit better with that because it can be really confusing. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's kind of the agenda kind of set up for you. So let's dive in and let's talk about it because, you know, ladies, as you've heard me say several times, again, our immune system is essential to our health and even to our existence. You know, if our immune system ceased to exist or if it failed totally, we would very quickly succumb to a host of microscopic invaders and we probably would not make it. Okay. While I know most of you are aware of your immune system in, you know, a general or an abstract, you know, way, and at times of a generalized, you know, outbreak like COVID, our interest in our self-protection mechanisms becomes even heightened. So, you know, before COVID happened, people knew about their immune system. Okay. But they didn't really pay attention to it as much as COVID has brought it to the forefront. Okay. When a global pandemic occurs, such as this, the interest becomes acute. You know, I mean, it rises to threat level almost, right? This is understandable and it's essential. So those most at risk from viral attacks are those whose immune systems have become compromised. And this can be due to a variety of causes and factors such as age, you know, existing health conditions, you know, not being healthy to begin with, 
And we've seen this, you know, in our elderly population, we've seen people who have diabetes and heart condition and asthma and COPD and emphysema who have really got hit with the COVID virus a lot more so than people who don't have any underlying conditions at all. Okay. So COVID-19 is not the first global pandemic, I have to say, and it certainly probably won't be the last. However, in terms of number of people affected, it is the biggest and most impacting in our living memory. Okay. Like in my generation's time, you know, so in yours as well. So viruses are not the only source of transmittable diseases. Okay. Sometimes you can have bacterial. So now I want to talk to you a little bit about the difference between a virus and a bacterial infection because bacteria and virus viral infections, they are different, but they also have plenty of similarities. Both infections are caused by microbes, or I call them bugs. People seem to understand bugs better than they do microbes. Bacterial infections are due to bacteria and viral infections are due to viruses. So when you know the difference, it can help you understand how they are diagnosed and how they're treated. Bacteria are micro are microorganisms that have just a single cell. Okay. So that's simple, plain biology, and they can live and thrive in different environments. Some bacteria can dwell in extreme cold or hot temperatures and not all bacteria, however, are dangerous. Some species live inside the human body by the trillions of them doing various roles to help the body perform its functions, such as an aid in digesting foods, providing nutrients and fighting off infections as well. Viruses, meanwhile, they cannot survive on their own. They are tinier than the smallest bacteria and they need a living host for them to thrive and multiply. Okay. So they need a host, which is us or animals or even plants. And what they do is they attach to your body's cells and they redirect your body's cell function and tell it to replicate, to, you know, to reproduce or duplicate themselves, the virus. So that's how they spread. Bacterial and viral infections have similar ways of transmission. Okay. The bugs can happen. You can get the bugs or you can give the bug by coughing or by sneezing or having direct contact with somebody who's infected or kissing somebody who's got an infection or even by having sex with somebody. Transmission can result from touching contaminated surfaces, as we've learned, ingesting contaminated foods or drinks, and in some cases, having contact with infected animals, including pets, insects, and live livestock, you know, like mad cow disease. You've heard of all those things. You heard that insects carry, you know, malaria, different things like that. Bacterial and viral infections also have similar symptoms, and these include the following, and that's why they can be confusing. They, you can have a cough. They usually involve sneezing. They have fever associated with them. They can have some inflammation. You can feel fatigued. You can have diarrhea, and you can also have vomiting. These symptoms are an indication that your immune system is hard at work in fighting off the virus or the bacteria. Bacterial and viral infections can cause a range of health issues, and they can be from mild to moderate to even severe. Some can lead to serious health complications that lead to death. And we've seen that with COVID, especially in people whose immune systems have been weakened. So given the similarities of their symptoms, sometimes it can be hard to distinguish viral and bacterial infections from one another, like I mentioned earlier. So it's best to consult your medical provider if you're ill, because they will hopefully be able to determine 
whether it is due to a bacteria or to a virus, and they'll know how to treat you. They may have, they may perform specific tests, you know, such as taking some blood or taking your urine to see if you have a UTI. They may even do like a tissue culture. That's if you're in the hospital, most of the times to validate, you know, whatever's going on, nasal swab in the case of COVID nasal swab in the case of usually the flu, different things like that. So due to their very different um, physiology, bacterial and viral infections therefore are treated differently. Bacterial infections are treated with antibiotics, which will not work on viral infections. Antibiotics are one of the greatest advancements and innovation in the medical field when used properly and in the right sense. However, overuse and improper use of antibiotics can make bacteria resistant to them at some point. So according to the CDC, over 2.8 million people get antibiotic resistant infections in the U.S. every year and over 35,000 of them will die. Okay. So that's why it's important to know if you have something that's bacterial or if you have something that's viral, because if you have a virus, it's not going to respond to antibiotics. So let's look at some of the most most common bacterial infections that we have. They include strep throat, urinary tract infections, STDs, such as gonorrhea, tuberculosis, Lyme disease, tetanus, cellulitis. Cellulitis is where you get inflammation of the skin. Most of you know what that is. Okay. And also bacterial infections such as sinus infection, sinusitis. You can have those type of things as well. And you can have also, you can have acute, you can have pneumonia. You can also have bronchitis, bacterial bronchitis, but sometimes you can also have viral bronchitis too. Viral infections, on the other hand, are treated with, you know, antivirals, or they can be treated with vaccines. So vaccines, you know, you've heard of the flu shot, you get, you know, your kids get the MMR, they get measles, mumps, rubella, MMR, they get varicella when they're younger, tetanus, we get all those different vaccines for viruses, you know, and some of those are for, you know, bacterial things too, but we have immunizations for some of those things, like we have the flu shot, okay? Some of the most common viral infections are the common cold, flu, chickenpox, measles, warts, and HIV, okay? Aside from antibiotics and antivirals, because antibiotics treat bacterial and antiviral treats, anti, they treat viruses like Tamiflu. You may have heard of that one. You can do a few things to manage the symptoms of both of these types of infections without taking medications. Some of these include soups, drinking warm fluids, taking, you know, Tylenol or Motrin or ibuprofen, any kind of non-steroidal for a fever or if you have body aches when you're uncomfortable get plenty of rest, drink more water and take good supplements and eat healthy. Okay. As always, as you know, I always speak this prevention is better than cure and we can't emphasize that enough. So here are some ways that you can help to help yourself to be preventative from getting bacteria, a bacterial infection or a viral infection. Number one, practice good hygiene, especially with washing your hands. But we've talked about this whole COVID thing. Get vaccinated if you if that's your thing and you feel that that's something that you want to do. Practice safe sex if you're out there. You know, if you have other partners besides a you know a spouse or significant other, ensure that you've got a clean environment, as particularly your home. Keep your workspace free of germs. Keep your house free of germs. Cook foods thoroughly, like chicken. Make sure they're cooked through any kind of meat. Use insect repellent during the summer times and boost your immune system. Okay. Both bacterial and viral infections can cause, as I said, either mild, moderate to severe symptoms. 
They also spread in various ways, which you can help through manage through some of the good hygiene practices that I just told you about earlier. And we've been, we've been talking about that all during COVID wash your hands, you know, um, safe distancing, social distancing, you know, keep your desk clean, keep your area clean and all those different types of things like that. So, you know, that's all you can do because ladies, germs are everywhere. Okay. They're, they're tiny creatures that are invisible to our, the naked eye. They live in food. They live in water, animals, and plants, and they're even in the air. It's pretty much impossible to avoid, to avoid them. Okay. Of, of some nature. Fortunately, most of them are not harmful and even, and we even have trillions of beneficial bacteria that live in our gut to help us. So what protects us against harmful germs, bacteria, and viruses is our immune system. Okay. Some viruses, however, bring illness and can be deadly as we've seen with COVID, but many of them can mutate to continue to breach our natural defenses. So what can you do about that? So like we talked about earlier, things that you can do is frequent hand washing. I'm going to repeat this here because it's worth repeating. Frequent hand washing. You know, like I wash my hands between every patient. Sometimes I'm wearing gloves, different things that you, that you do. Staying away from people who are sick, you know, stay home. Even before we had COVID. I mean, I, people used to come to my work employees, you know, and they're sick, stay home or don't send your kids to daycare or to school. If they're sick, if they ever go back to school, that is, but before people would do that, you're like, why? Okay. So avoid people who are sick or if you're sick, don't go around other people. Okay. Clean, potentially contaminated surfaces. You cook with chicken, you cook with meat, wipe it down with some, you know, cleansers that, um, are, that help clean all that bacteria away. Take medications properly. You know, if you're, if you are prescribed an antibiotic, then finish the antibiotic. If you're prescribed an antiviral, then finish it. I know so many patients that will take it for two days or three days, and then they come back saying, oh, I only took it for three days. Um, and it's back again. Well, you know, take all the medication that you're supposed to. Okay. And practice good health habits. And we're going to talk about some of those things too. All right. So now, you know, I want to talk to you about what are some of the signs that you have a weakened immune system. Okay. So here's the thing. When you have a strong immune system, you will less likely be infected by a virus or bacteria or succumb to a serious or chronic illness. But, you know, due to unhealthy habits, poor lifestyle choices, and external factors, you might sometimes find your immune system compromised. And a lot of it happens because lack of sleep, smoking, drinking alcohol, and even over-exercising can also weaken your immune system. So how do you know if you have one? Well, let's take a look. Some of this, these are just some of the signs. Okay. These are not definites. Okay. So don't quote me like, um, you know, take me to the grave on all these things. Okay. Number one, you always catch a cold. If you are finding that you get a cold often and it's always persistent, then your immune system is clearly struggling. Okay. If you feel stressed out all the time, when you experience an emotional roller coaster or you put yourself under so much pressure at work or at home, you're likely to experience stress. And when you're stressed, your body produces less white blood cells, which, uh, which help us to fight off infections. When you are often, when you're often ill, your body then becomes subject to more stress. And so the cycle just worsens. So we talk about this too, de-stressing a lot of the times. Okay. You get tired easily. Another sign of a weakened immune system is constantly feeling fatigued and tired. That's because your energy is being diverted to essential maintenance and repair. So if you're getting enough sleep, yet you still feel exhausted, you might have to check out other factors that could be contributing to a weakened immunity. And I believe in two weeks, I'm going to be running a 
five day get, you know, boost energy program. And I hope that all of you will enjoy it. I'm getting, I'm putting it together now. And I think it's turning out pretty good. Next is you often have an upset stomach around three quarters of your immunity is based in your gut. So where millions of microbes thrive and help to fight off infections. When your immune system is weak, you'll notice frequent digestive problems. Okay. You can have an upset stomach. You can have diarrhea, gas, and constipation. And remember we talked earlier that, you know, having a cold and a flu, you might get some of the, that diarrhea because that, that means your body is trying to get rid of the diarrhea. But if you're having that all the time outside of being quote unquote sick, that might mean that you have in a weakened immunity, your skin suffer from rashes. Your skin is your primary physical defense system, ladies, against outside factors, keeping the germs and bacteria away. When you have a weak immune system, you'll often notice a rash that doesn't go away easily. Okay. You get dry, it's itchy, you're red. And sometimes this is just signs of inflammation telling you that your body, you know, like eczema. I, when I, I had eczema really bad and I had to really look and change my diet because I know that food is what causes that because food can cause you to have inflammation. Okay. Or if you have relentless infections, if you tend to suffer from infections multiple times a year, your immune system is definitely mostly weak. You may have urinary tract infections, gingivitis, ear infections, or chronic sinusitis. So if you've got chronic bacterial infections or chronic infections all the time, then something is off in your system. Okay. If you are having to take an antibiotics over and over several times, then you need to really kind of look at how your lifestyle is because taking antibiotics also lowers all those good bugs in your stomach and in your, in your, you know, your organs where you need them. And that also can aid in a weakened immune system. If you have wounds that take forever to heal, normally wounds should heal fast, but if you don't, and it's like taking days to heal, then you might have an weakened immune system. So there you have it. Knowing some of these signs of a weakened immune system is crucial so that you can take the necessary steps to bring it back to health. Now you can have a lot of these other things without, you know, that happen when you have a lot of other illnesses, but when you're always sick, ladies, you know, and I see parents bringing kids time and time again, every single month, they've got their kids in, into our office for everything, every sniffle, everything. Kids have sniffles. Okay. That's how they build an immune system. Don't be throwing antibiotics at your kids for every single thing. And if they put a little dirt in their mouth, it's okay. Okay. Their body needs to be able to build up, you know, immunity to different things. So allow it. Okay. Don't be rushing to give them antibiotics all the time and yourself allow yourself to heal on your own. If you've got a fever, take some things for a fever to get your, get your body back into its, its own better shape, but try to be preventative on the front side. Don't always be looking at medications. Now, if you need medication, I am one to say, definitely you need to get it, but make sure that you're taking the right medication for the right thing. Okay. Because a lot of people come in during flu season and they want us to give them an antibiotic. You give antibiotics and they come back again because they're not any better. And I'm telling you, because it's, you have a virus and antibiotics are not going to heal that. And I know people don't want to feel like crap for very long. Nobody wants to feel that way. Everybody wants to feel wonderful, but sometimes you just have to let it run its course and you have to feel crappy for, you know, several days in order to get better. That's just how it is. Okay. So now I said, I was going to talk to you about, um, you know, supplements that you can take for your body to help you boost your immunity. So there are various supplements, ladies that are available claiming to have the ability to boost your immune system. So if you're taking them, then 
or if you're not, and you're going to start taking them, then I want you to read the label and choose the right product for you and one with high quality ingredients. This is where I tell my patients, and I always talk to you about this too, do not skimp. Your health is an investment. Supplements are an investment in your health. They're not an expense. So don't go buy those, you know, cheapo brands that they, that you see at your drugstore or wherever, you know, and you don't know where they come from. You don't know if they have research against them and they're $2. Okay. You don't need, those are not the things to be taking. Okay. All right. So if you have certain health conditions before you take supplements, as we always say, check with your medical provider, because you want to make sure that supplements that you're taking are not going to have a negative effect with the medications that you're taking. Okay. So having a strong immune system requires action on many fronts. It is not as simple as just taking a vitamin or a supplement. Okay. What will keep your immune system in its best shape is also dependent on your daily habits and your lifestyle choices. So eat healthy, wash your hands, exercise, and get enough sleep. The best way to get vitamins and minerals that can boost your immune system is how you all know, if you listen to me, it's through what ladies foods. Yes. Especially fruits and vegetables that are known to be great sources of them and antioxidants. So I prefer to try to get all my nutrition that I possibly can get through food. But I also know that the quality of our food today is not as great as it used to be. So I also supplement but I supplement with things that are, that my body needs. And I supplement with good supplements. I spend money on the supplements that I take. So I know that they're doing the job that they are, that they say they're going to do. Okay. All right. So we said, get them through food because they're the best sources. But sometimes, you know, like I said, the quality of the food, even if you eat organic is not the greatest because the soil that it's grown in. And number two, a lot of times you have to eat a lot of a particular fruit or vegetable in order to get the added benefit. So, you know, a lot of times we need to supplement. It's not, should I supplement? It's yes, you have to supplement, but what am I going to supplement with? All right. So let's talk about some supplements that can help boost your immune system. My number one first choice has always been, and you know, I'm very open about this is juice plus. And I've been taking it for over 17 years. My kids grew up on juice plus my mom, who's 88 is on juice plus, And I recommend it to everybody because juice plus is simply fruits and veg concentrated fruits and vegetables in a capsule. So if you don't like to eat a lot of fruit and you don't like to eat a lot of vegetables, then you definitely need to be supplementing it and taking it in a capsule is convenient and easy. So if you took the orchard, the garden, and the vineyard, all of them, you're getting well over, I think, 35 different fruits and vegetables in capsule form. Okay. You can't get it as cheap as you can get all of that in one capsule of juice plus. So I definitely would recommend that you get juice plus. And if you would like to know any more about it, you can always go to my website or you can contact me and let, and find out more about it as well. It is my number one thing. I've been taking it for years and I swear by it because I work on building a good immune system. The next one is elderberry. Of course you heard about this because elderberry is a medicinal plant that has long been used to treat various infections, including the common cold. It has antiviral and antibacterial properties that can protect you from your upper respiratory systems against infections. It can also, it can also help boost your immune response so that you're, that you recover more quickly from an illness. Hang on. I'm going to take a sip of water here because my mouth is getting a little dry. Okay. Elderberry supplements typically come in capsule or syrup forms. The next is one of my other all-time favorites is garlic. Let's not go to from one of the most basic ingredients in our kitchen. Garlic has antibacterial and antiviral properties, which is effective in treating infections. Studies have shown that garlic can also stimulate white blood cells, which are essential component of your immune system. So today, 
You can get garlic in supplements. You can get it in capsules. You can get them in tablets, or you can just eat the garlic and you can even get the non, you know, the non-taste, the smelly garlic ones that don't have that bad aftertaste. Next, we've been touting zinc all year long due to COVID because zinc is an essential mineral for the immune system. It aids in the development of immune, of immune cells, and it plays an important role in inflammation response. So it's an anti-inflammatory. Zinc has also been found to be effective in treating respiratory infections, particularly common colds, and in helping those who already are sick to help them recover faster. Zinc, zinc is commonly added to supplements and other healthcare products. This is very beneficial because most of the adults have a zinc deficiency. You can even give zinc to your infants and to your children. The next one is a B complex. Another vitamin bat, um, that have been, many adults have a deficiency in is, B, is the B vitamins. B vitamins, particularly B12 and B6, play a crucial role in immune response. So, la- so lacking them can compromise your immune system. Vitamin B6 is essential for for biochemical reactions, while B1 thiamine helps you grow your organs and stay healthy. B2, which is riboflavin, breaks down fats, while B3, niacin, fosters healthy digestion. And niacin also helps with cholesterol. You can find a B-complex dietary supplement readily in pharmacies and at good health food stores. I would recommend going to a good health food store in your area to get all of your supplements. And a B complex is the full range of B. So it's not just one B. So I take a full range B sub B complex. The next one and the last one that we're going to talk about is another favorite that's been touted all through COVID is vitamin C. So let's not forget this vitamin and it's been noted, you know, and it's synonymous with the term immunity. Okay. Because it's mostly popular against everything when it's come to, you know, strengthening our immune system. It gives its ability to support the functions of immune cells. Vitamin C protects cells from oxidative stress and to clear out old cells to be replaced with new ones. Vitamin C is abundant in many foods, but you can also find it in the, you know, in a health food store in the form of tablets, capsules, or syrups. But the best way that you can take vitamin C is through food. Eat an orange. You get more vitamin C by eating an orange than you do by taking a vitamin C capsule. And here's the thing about particularly vitamins, ladies. I've talked to you about this before. I don't really particularly like vitamins. I take a whole food supplement and that's what juice plus is. It's a whole food because when vitamins, they need each other to work together. So in that orange, there are thousands of different things that are working together. So that's why it potentiates that vitamin C and makes it that much more um, stand out, that, that much more potent, so to speak. So when you, when it's in with all of its friends, it works better. When you take it out and you just isolate it into a supplement just by itself, it doesn't work as effectively as it does when it's in the food, when it's in the fruit or the vegetable, or when it's in a whole food form. So, you know, get it in a whole food form if you're not going to eat it. I highly recommend, again, taking Juice Plus. Now, lastly, of course, I've got to talk about the five standards that I always talk about, and that is to how to ensure a robust immune system and not just a robust immune system. Ladies, you know that I talk about this. This is, you know, these are pillars for you to start working on every day for your self-care to ensure your health. Okay. Cause you know, I always say prevention is better than cure and there are ways and there are steps that you can take to keep your immune system healthy, just like you keep all the rest of your body healthy because your body is a whole and it should be thought of like that in totality. 
each part works with each other. So you want to keep it all healthy, not just one specific part and focus just in on that. You need to learn about your entire body and how does this system affect that system? How does, you know, my hormones affect my, my, you know, my, my gut, how does my gut affect my brain? Because it all does. And when one system is off, another system will come in and want to try to help it out to make the system back in balance. And if it's too much out of balance for too long, then you start feeling signs and symptoms of not feeling well. Okay. And that's just not just a weakened immune system. It can be decreased energy. It can be hormonal imbalance. It can be thyroid issues. It can be a host of a lot of things. Okay. So here we go. We're going to say it over again. Number one, most important, get enough sleep. Your body needs time to rest and repair on a cellular level, which happens when you sleep. Lack of sleep can can impact the production of your white blood cells, ladies. So there's another reason to get some of that beauty rest. Exercise regularly. Exercise strengthens the body and it stimulates the release of endorphins, which reduces stress levels. And remember not to overdo it. Those too much exercise can counteract and make you have a weakened immunity. Okay. As in when the body needs more effort to repair muscles than is capable of at the time. So you need to rest to repair and then, you know, exercise again, repair, exercise, repair eat a balanced diet. This is my number one all-time favorite. You'll hear me go to this all the time because you are what you eat. While you can take supplements, the best way to get the vitamins and minerals that your body needs is by eating healthy foods and eating a clean diet. Stick to whole foods and strenuously avoid sugary and processed foods and drinks. And I love juicing. You know, (coughs) excuse me, juicing saves a lot of times. I buy my juices because I don't have the time to sit there and juice all of them, but juicing is great. If you've got the time, do it. If not, then buy yourself some juice. And I love Little West. It's a company up in LA. It's run by Cassandra Walker. And um, it's just great. They've got all kinds of juices for all kinds of different things. They can ship it to your house. And no, this is not a paid ad for Little West. It's because I happen to like her. She's a mom. She's hardworking. She, you know, she's just a woman after my own heart. So, you know, I love supporting other women in businesses. So, hey, go check them out, Little West. Then the next thing is, hey, I'm going to talk to you about it too, even though I don't necessarily get vaccinated for the flu shot. If you're a person who believes in vaccines, vaccines can help protect you from various viruses and bacteria, which could otherwise become, you know, deadly or harm, harmful. So if you're into the flu shot, get your flu shot. You know, if you're into getting the, um, the coronavirus, the corona shot, whenever it comes out, whatever it's going to be called, then get it. You know, if you need immunizations, then get them. You know, that is a choice. So just make the wise choice for yourself. So just want to end on this note, ladies, that having a healthy immune system is crucial to your well-being. Okay. It is, it's crucial to your being, to your well-being. So be self-aware and monitor yourself for any signs of a weak immune system. And if you find anything that's out of whack, address them immediately to prevent a worse condition. So there you have it. We went over a lot of stuff today. We talked about, you know, what is the difference between a bacterial infection and a viral infection? How do you treat a bacterial infection? How do you treat a viral infection? What are good um, supplements that you can take to help boost your immune system? How do you know if you have a weakened immune system and what are some of the things that you can do about it? And then we talked about how you can get your immune system back up quickly and in a pinch through those, you know, five basic things of de-stressing, sleeping, eating good, drinking enough water, and just being happy. Okay. So leave me a message over on Instagram. Let me know if you like this episode, you know, screenshot, 
the episode, tag me at Well Woman Network and let me know if you liked it or if you didn't. You know, if you have any further questions, you know, hit me up in the DM over on Instagram. You can reach us over at Well Woman Network 360 on Facebook. We have a group over there. Um, and I just, you know, I hope that you go through the season, you know, not so sick. I hope you don't catch anything, the Corona, the flu. I don't know if the flu season is going to actually be so bad this year. I'm kind of thinking it may not be because, you know, we've all been wearing masks for so long and been in the home and been in our homes and really not gone out a lot. So hopefully the flu season won't be as drastic as, as we're all, as we're all thinking that it may be, you know, protect yourself, do simple things, protect your kids, you know, eat a lot of good soups, you know, there are a lot of great recipes for the fall and, you know, just do what you have to do to build that immune system. It's the best thing that you can do to protect yourself from viruses and from bacterial infections. The number one thing you can do is to boost your immune system naturally, not with antibiotics, but with good things that are going to help protect you in the long run. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a blessed week and I will talk to you all next week. Don't forget Leave us a rating and review over on iTunes so that I can enter your name into possibly win one of two Amazon $25 gift certificates. You know, ratings and review help us a lot. It gets this podcast out. So we need a lot of ratings and reviews. So tell your friends, share the episodes, um, you know, put it out there for us, help us because, you know, I need you to help me market because, you know, marketing is strenuous, it's costly. And, you know, word of mouth is the best marketing that there is. So I love you ladies from the bottom of my heart. Have a blessed week and bye for now. The information, including but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained on the main Well Woman Network website and Well Woman Network blog post on the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast and any other Well Woman Network health educational resources are for educational purposes only. The purpose of Well Woman Network's educational resources is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to, to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your personal physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard or read on any of our platforms.